All right, so it is episode 12 of the Four Brothers or Art Thou podcast. And once again, it's me and Emmett. Uh, Zach and Nate um, are not here. Uh, I didn't actually invite them this time. <laughs> I didn't even in, I didn't even reach out. Uh, I imagine you didn't either. No. Yeah, well, maybe that was not right. I don't know, but um no i'm just excited to chat with you dude it's been a while we we uh, i actually just uploaded the last uh podcast episode 11 like uh about an hour ago and i don't know if i did it right because like it didn't populate on my phone but um it's finally like cut and edited correctly and not that i did much to it but it just wasn't working i don't know like for whatever reason it wasn't like it was overlapping the audio and I couldn't figure it out, but um, I just kind of re-exported uh, it and whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, it's exciting to chat with you, dude. How you been? Been all right, you know, going through the motions. How yeah. about you? How you been? I'm good. Um, everything's good. Uh, pretty, yeah, like you said, the motions is pretty normal. Like, going to work. And coming home and doing the work at home, uh, and just you know, it's it's a grind, you know. It's it's uh, so like I guess like you know you kind of get in these like mundane routines, right? And that's just why I'm excited to chat with you. Like this is kind of like a relaxing time. I do have Irene, my mother-in-law, in town, um, which is great. She's a big help. Um, but you know having somebody else in the house it always changes the feel of the house you know um which is fine it's just different but um she's a help so yeah just just excited to like chill and relax i've had his birthday party today yeah and, how'd that go? Uh, it was sweet we went to this like little tiny farm with a few horses they had and a donkey and Ev got to ride some horses and he invited three friends. Um, and the donkey was actually kind of hilarious. His name is Julio. And he... Julio the donkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, he, like, he was tied to the fence with this, you know, rope harness, whatever. And he was, like, really good at escaping or, like, um, unknotting the rope. And like just walking off, like he used his mouth. And like I am not, you know, this is like one of the first times I did ride a horse on my honeymoon, um, which was sweet. But uh, that was the only time I really ever been around a horse. And this donkey's lips were like hands, dude. It was weird. Like they're they have like a lot of muscles. It's kind of like a tongue. Like you know, like it's just kind of like it can grab things. Like you know, like. And it was like doing that. It was like grabbing my shirt and JB's shirt and it would do that. It would like bite on the rope and use its like lips to, to undo the knots. And he it was really good. And then like, so we had to like the, the people running it had to uh, like put them, you know, away, you know, and he was like just in another fence area next to us. And then he started baying like a donkey bay. And it was like, so odd like you're like oh that's what a donkey sounds like but you're like what is that thing 
like initially, like, what are they doing? And super loud. And so it was kind of like wanting to escape, finally escaped. And then was mad that he got put somewhere else. I don't know. It was, it was funny. Like, uh, I've had a good time. He got his first Nerf gun. It's actually around here somewhere. I'm in the garage, but, uh, yeah, a pretty cool Nerf gun, some, you know, just some kid toys, but, but yeah, that was cool. It was cool. What's yeah, that? This is, oh, sorry. That's something different. Like, I don't think we ever did something like that as kids. No, this was all Maria. Like, she was like, let's, you know, basically when you're going to have a kid party, it's it's odd. Like, you're kind of governed at like $200 no matter what you do. Like, if you're going to go somewhere, you're going to invite people. Like, even if you're like, no, we're just going to have them over and then we'll do pizza. And then it's like, okay, we got pizza and cake and then maybe an activity with the kids. And it always turns out to be like right around 200. We've, we've done this a few years now. And this was, yeah, it was around the 150, 200 range. Um, and Maria was just like, yeah, let's do something different. And she looked it up and it was just this small little place that offers these kind of things. And uh, it was a really cool place. Like it was one of those, like, it was like a house kind of like in the middle of a suburb, but like with a lot of land. And I imagine a lot of Idaho has this because, you know, some people just hold onto that land and they don't sell it. And they have their farms and their chickens and they had goats and they just let them wander, which was cool. It was just like one of those houses where like, this is a cool retirement house. It's a lot yeah. of land and the animals kind of roam free. They got like three, you know, kind of herd dogs, just little like, what do they call them? Like, not like runts, but like, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Just kind of like a dog, you don't like know what kind it is. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Oh, is it like a mutt? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a mutt. Like you're like you see it, and you're like that thing belongs on a farm to go run around and you know keep everybody in line. But yeah, it was cool. It was a cool thing. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Because this has been two weeks since we recorded episode eleven. Trying to think, you know. Today went to like a uh, five a three year old's birthday party, which was a blast. You did? Yeah, it was on Margaret's side. Nice. Yeah, it was it wasn't bad. You know, it's it's kind of weird because um, there's not too many people I can be like my actual self around. Like mm-hmm. Margaret's one of them, family's one of them, like immediate family. But as soon as you go to see, like, the significant other's family, or I bet even with, like, Irene being in town, it's, like, yeah, you kind of put on airs a little bit. You're, like... Yeah, that's a really good observation that we should probably have some, like, I don't know, just, like, a good question in there. Like, when when can you be yourself? Like, when, like when is it hardest to be yourself? You know, like, your true self. Um, I would say, like, starting off meeting family, like, no chance. Yeah, you want to be your best self, right? You want to represent, like, the best of you, which is, like, kind of exhausting because you're, like, not that we're not awesome and you're not awesome, but it's, like, (laughs) if it were up to me, I'd just stay at home and, like, watch sports all day and and not, you know, not shower and just eat Cheetos and drink pop. You know, it's, like, that just sounds like a fun, relaxing day, but like, you're not going to go to kick your shoes off at like 
a relative of your significant other's house and just be like, who's got the game on? And I mean, like, maybe, I don't know. Like, no chance, I almost dude. envy some people. Like, there's this guy at work, my last job. Um, he uh, He's a service member. So, like, and I worked on, yeah, the, the National Guard base. But, like, they, and I always bring that up because, like, sometimes people just kind of get bounced around to different buildings and different orders or whatever. And he was a young kid and he was, like, 22. And right away, most people didn't like him because he was exactly himself, like a little bit like confrontational, but like young, not in a way where it was like mean. He's like, you weren't sure because he'd like kind of dig at you a little bit. He's like, oh, those are nice shoes. What, like as a joke, like, you're like, I, who are you? You know, and just like, just bring like, he was trying to be funny and he never stopped. And like the more you worked there and the more he was there, you kind of liked him. more. But right away, you're like, I don't, I don't like this dude. And like, I envy it. Like I kind of envy it. Like I wish I could just straight up be myself cracking jokes, teasing people, you know, but that's, but you know, you have to just have like, have that attitude. Like, I don't care what people think to do that and i unfortunately do like i wish i didn't care but i do i care what people think about me so that's tough i'm gonna i'm gonna say something weird here but it's like um like all my ex-girlfriends because there's so many uh (laughs) um i don't care if they like are mad at me or don't like me but i would be i feel like a little bummed if their parents were like didn't like me like still no, not still, but like at the time, it's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong to them. Like I was always a good person or like my best self in their point yeah. of view. Yeah. But yeah. Then it's like, yeah, I never really cared if like my ex was like mad at me after we broke up. Yeah. But it's like, as long as the parents still saw me in a good light. And why is that, do you think? I have no idea. It's like maybe it's like an odd respect to adults or, or people older than you, or maybe or something. And like, I think that might be us too, and people who grew up like us, where uh, being polite and I don't know, just respectful to adults was very important to mom. Like, we yeah. when we went to a party or a family gathering, no matter what time of day or whatever it was, Easter or just like Passover meal or whatever it was, we had to say hello to every single adult and shake their hand, give them a hug and talk to them. And then when we left, we had to say goodbye. And if they were leaving before us, we had to say goodbye, you know, and like, and I think that might be somewhere in there in that family of like, we needed to respect we need like it was it was important to mom but then maybe to us to to have that respect um and give the respect and have it of adults i don't know why because i do the same thing like i would i i don't know i I even i'd have to think about it more but like yeah i agree you just you want people to know that you were at least a good person yeah it's like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. It just didn't work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and which is silly because really what probably happened is they have their daughter's back 
and they're, and like, they're like that kid sucked fuck that ass. dude yeah even though like they might not just like no. you, but they they're gonna say like screw that guy because they got their back you know well if any of my children that happened to because i know like i think mom ran into one of them one time it was like mm-hmm. oh yeah we talked for a while and i was like why are you talking to him like <laughs> that happened to me too it's it's us versus them yeah. we need to win i don't know what we're winning but we need to win we you need know, to win. i just felt it was weird because like if you break up with somebody it's done like and i think that's why it you know it hurts so bad it's like you know it's completely done you shouldn't not really like let's be friends like i i was like yeah like we're done and i don't you know wish anything bad on anybody but um if that happened to me too it was like my high school girlfriend um years yeah (laughs) well uh my mom ran well mom ran into her like years years later i I talked to her in years and she goes oh i ran into so-and-so and uh i offered her a job and i was like why (laughs) why would you do that like it's and i think it was mostly because i felt like it's gonna be weird when i if i see her i I don't want to see her like i don't like hate her just like i don't want to see her like it's over like and what is that that from it's like i don't hate you i don't like you i i nothing you i don't even want to think about you oh man i just heard this i was actually talking to that to Bopra. I don't know where that's from. I think I've heard on a couple different maybe rom coms or something, but I was talking to Eric Bopra. Oh, shout out. He had his uh his baby, Joseph uh we'll just say JR. Um uh but uh he was like the worst is um being dismissive or something like that. It's to be to be in nothing. Like if you give somebody a reaction, and I think this is a, a good topic for like, like, and I think we brought it up, you know, years ago when we were doing the podcast originally was if I got a reaction out of you when we were younger, I won. Even if I was wrong about the topic, but I got you mad, I won. You know, no, you like your emotion. Yeah, I always won. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was like, but if you were like, I didn't even give a shit. Like, if you didn't even like respond, then it was like you got me and it's just kind of like this like odd kind of competition or just like got you last uh scenario but yeah anyways um i don't know let's uh yeah let's get to the next thing i don't know what do we have for topics i think we gotta talk about the red wings oh yeah for sure and you also have a story to tell I do. It's really not that great of a story. It's just more embarrassing. Stories, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll tell I'll tell my my short. It's short. So basically, uh, when I was at work and I was I went for a walk on my lunch break, and uh, it was I would work like in downtown Boise, and went for a walk just like. And I had to fart and it was just like normal fart. Like nobody's by me. And it's like, I fart and it's a good fart. Like, it's like, whatever. And then like, not instantly, but like maybe like seconds later, I'm like, what is that? Like, I feel something down there. 
and it's I'm, I'm thinking it's just like i have a wedgie is what i'm thinking and i'm oh, like man. oh this is like weird like this is like i'm like oh my gosh can i just shit myself so <laughs> you were at you were at work yeah i was at work but i was walking around like i, I went out on a walk on my lunch break and i i <laughs> like i as i'm walking i'm like oh crap no pun intended i was like i think i sharded myself and i like i was like after i was walking i just went kind of straight from my car after that and i was like yep i definitely sharded my pants and did you sit down in your car yeah but like i kind of did the hunch or like the pelvic like I don't know. I'm like holding my. Oh, you like you're on like the, yeah, the pushing back on the of your thighs and on, yeah. the weight on my shoulders. Yeah, like your back. Yeah, yeah. Like and I arch. and I look around because it is in a parking um, structure where I park my car, and I'm like, oh, like somebody's like I'm looking around, to make sure nobody else is walking around. So I I just took my underwear off, and sure enough, like I you know scraped up down there, and it was uh, yeah. Was pretty a chocolate little skid mark down there, and uh, we had some napkins in the car. <laughs> oh my gosh! Sure who knew the, Who knew these Wendy's napkins would come in so much handy? Oh Jesus, it's so bad! And oh I just goodness. went commando. And I'll tell you this: actually, oh this is actually God. kind of funny because it wasn't like a lot, and it wasn't even like. It was more like a shark. It was like liquidy. So it was like, I know. I was, I, but uh, I, yeah, I, I just go commando and commando at work. And I certainly didn't want to. It's a little bit scary. And it almost feels like you have a secret. You know? Well, like, you do. You definitely do. <laughs> I do. But it's like one I don't want. Either. it's like but it's ooh. nothing i can do about it i and it's am, one you can't tell until later uh, yeah and honestly this is a little scary too because uh, it was <laughs> weeks ago when we were having our first episode like reunited back and i'm once again listener i have uh like a new job so it's been about a month maybe two months now but i was like you know i got asked a question by somebody i work with and was like Oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I was super pumped. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Oh, and tonight I'm going to like record an episode with my brother. And they're like, and right then I knew like I revealed too much. Like I shouldn't even let them know I have a podcast that nobody listens to. And I just, but I was excited and I, I wasn't trying to be a braggart or anything, but I, I did reveal it. And my supervisor has fears like a hawk. Or a whale, or a, or a bat, bat, bats and whales. Sonar. <laughs> bats and whales, <laughs> bats and whales. So I, uh, she's like, "What is this?" And like, I'm just like, "Oh shit," because they're gonna listen. And I don't like know, like I don't think I've ever been like, like said anything cancel worthy. But like, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't like. And I told them, like, don't listen to it. You're gonna know more about your coworker than you need to. Like, just don't do it. And they're like, okay, yeah, we won't. But now it's kind of in the back of my mind, like, 
they're probably gonna listen. <laughs> like, they might, which I think we're far enough in the episode where they've turned it off by now. That's so, smart. yeah, smart. they probably got to the part where I got disconnected and were like, "What the hell is going Very on?" True. Very true. All right, so I have questions. Yeah. Uh, what did you eat that day? Oh, that's a great question. I didn't even think of this, but Face. I I had been eating only hot pockets <laughs> for a month for the last like three weeks in a row. That'll because do because it. it was like a more of like a, a just saving money thing. Like if you get the sixteen pack of like hot pockets, you get to me. I take two. And that's six days worth of lunch and they cost 16 bucks or 15 bucks. So I'm like, I'm basically getting the next okay. two next week or so of lunch for 15 bucks. But I got to tell you, it's caught up to me. I didn't, I more like felt bad. Cause like hot pockets are just processed shit. Like, dude, it's, I started to feel like, like th- I didn't feel good. Like, you know, after you eat McDonald's and you're like, ugh, like, tastes good in it for a second and then you feel like crap like dude like that's the way it was I, so i don't do that anymore but that's a good question so it has been hot pockets so when you bought your 16 pack of hot pockets it didn't come with a complimentary <laughs> pair of pull-ups Little, for I'll, adults I'll it didn't come with adult diapers depends they should that really they should, should. Be the next marketing i need to write in actually this new may, question this is like what a great commercial that'd be. It's like, although you may shit yourself at work, it's worth it. Because you have to. No. Finish the day. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't worth it. Exclusively uh, so. for the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What? Dude, I, it was embarrassing. But this is really what I thought, though. I, I think it has more to do with me, like, getting older. Like, I shit myself and I didn't really realize it. And I had never done that before. Like, I'd heard people do that. And, like, I was like, oh, man, like, you must have, like, like risked it. You know, like, when you have a fart and you're like, oh, it could be a poop. I'm going to risk it or I'm not going to risk it. This wasn't that. This was just like, oh, it's a fart. Like, and I did. And it was, like, fine. And, like, I didn't even, there was no risk assessment involved. So, I don't know. I kind of chalked it up me being old. Um, I think it's good that you're aware. It's like, I poop myself, something's wrong. Like, I need to, I need to clamp down and figure yeah. out what's going on. However, what kind of hot pocket was it? Are you getting like yeah. the three cheese, the pepperoni, the Philly cheesesteak? Which one are you going with? Yeah, that's a great question. And Did you fact, get a variety pack? There isn't one. That's really what's going to go. I There should be. because So you were so upset. <laughs> That you so shit. <laughs> I shit myself. I was so upset. No, I was actually <laughs> thinking of this the first time I bought the hot box. I'm like, what a great deal, Nick. $15 for the whole week for lunch. Like, sold. And I'm like rifling through, and they basically have ham and cheese, pepperoni, three cheese, and Philly cheesesteaks. Like, that's all they have. There probably is another one in there. But I'm like, Where's the variety pack? Like, who makes six? Who who makes a package of sixteen and doesn't give you a variety pack? It's hot pockets, everybody. But uh, they know what I, they're doing. The first week I went, like pizza, 
and then I went ham and cheese, and then I went Philly cheesesteak. And I got to say, Philly cheesesteak to me was the best. It is. It's by far the best. I I I don't know why I I I don't know. Like I hadn't had hot pockets for years. I felt, but like I, <laughs> I was like just like oh this. But I would if I had to choose, it's Philly cheesesteak for sure. Philly cheesesteak's the best. There's some other good ones out there that probably only come in the two packs. As someone who has eaten many hot pockets, uh, don't make it a habit. Don't do it religiously. Don't eat you something shit else. Yourself at work, dude. Okay, so what time of the day was it? I actually have a lot of questions. It was noon. It was noonish. So you still had about five hours to go. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, you cleaned yourself up in your car. I did, and I left the my drawers in the in the passenger um, feet area. We might want to cut that. But, um... <laughs> like, why did that need to be said? I don't do know. I, I think people need a visual, like, like because that's what I do. Like, actually, no, like... no. I was gonna ask if you threw them out. No, definitely not. I, that is shameful. It is. I feel shame about that. I a little bit because I I I wouldn't throw them away. A because they're good. They're underwear. good. They're good yeah. underwear. Yeah, that's the only reason. And like they were somewhat new, uh, for my birthday, which was in August. So it's like I struggle finding like good underwear. Like, and I don't really buy anything for myself. So when I got them, it was like, oh, this like. All these old ones that got holes in them. Like I get, I'm, I just was. It's a quick rinse. Okay, not quick. All right, it's I got not it. quick, and it's not just a rinse. It's a deep wash. It's a couple deep washes, and it's probably. It's good that you were wearing new underwear because if you were wearing underwear with holes in it, oh dude, you might you might need to be buying a whole new wardrobe. Ah, uh, just at least lowers. Yeah, because if you're buying new lowers, you might as well buy a new top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so here's a question for you, because I only no, <laughs> no, we are not even close to that. Uh, you never shit yourself, though. I have, but they, <laughs> I'm not the one on trial. I haven't. I am. I am like I. It, I don't know. It I'm doesn't make sense. Okay, just you're the one on trial. Um, the f- well, actually, no. I have pooped myself before, and I've had to go commando before. Sometimes it's because I don't have yes. enough underwear because they're all dirty, or it's because I've you had started to get rid of... a day commando. Yeah, but it was way back in the day. Let's oh, not get into this. Well, no, fifth. That I would fifth. be a secret. Of... But whenever I would go commando, the first thing that would go through my head is today's the day I get pants. <laughs> and today's the day. I'm That's just like hilarious. because it's like it's not a coincidence. So I was trying to plan it's for it. Dude. I would tie those pants or shorts, never shorts, actually, always pants. But I would tie yeah, those is, pants. That's a risk. That's ballsy. Nice. Uh, <laughs> however, I would tie those pants so tight, it was like I was wearing a corset. Could you imagine so... somebody trying to pants you and, and it, does it move? And they like Break their nail. <laughs> they get like rope burn on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Who wears corduroys? Emmett, it's not weird. Just let him pants you. It's like, no, 
yeah, you now now you're the weird one getting pants, not the pantser. Everyone's the walking around. So yeah, I'm the type of guy who would be like, all my friends friends are walking around with their pants around their ankles, and I'm the one guy who's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> and then like, it's like a sketch, dude. It's like. Why are you being so weird? Why aren't you? Why not just get pants like everyone's doing? Show me your, yeah, yeah. Well, not show me your wing, but show me your bulge. <laughs> Little moose knuckle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, man. We've all been there. But You know, it, it reminded me of that uh, uh, office quote from Andy Bernard where he's like, I'm really good at rallying people. I got everybody to protest this ACT or whatever test. Got everybody to do it. Uh, except for me, I chickened out and I took it. Actually, yeah. did pretty well. <laughs> well <too. laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. I, I, oh my god, I think we talked about Andy Bernard last episode, but he is, I think, so the I think the funniest uh, oh. of the show, or at least the one whose humor, like I, I, I resonate with. But all right. So give me. I need two more questions at least. With the okay, because we do got to uh, talk about wings. Yeah, well, we'll I know. Get I know. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, was I embarrassed? You, no, but were you? Because that's not my question, though. Um, did that's, you? Tr- that's weird. Did you try to leave early? No, dude. This is a new job. I have been. Side question. How long on the job had you been? Like, if it was my last job, I would have went straight home and not come back. And that's because I wouldn't have been in trouble. How long into your new job were you when you pooped your pants? About a month. Okay. Because it's almost been two months now or a month and a half now. And it was about, yeah. Well, Well, yeah. Because it was in the two weeks that we hadn't talked. So, all right. Last question. Yeah. Do you think anyone knew or was like, "Hmm, something's up with Nick"? <laughs> what's that? what's up with the new guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing <laughs> a. There's a layer missing in the room. Well, oh my God! What if, like, <laughs> remember in, uh, Scrubs when Turk had a higher pitched voice? when he was naked and that's when JD knew he was naked over the phone like what if there was like something that changed me in me like that people were like he's different like <laughs> why is he not like walking different but just like acting and talking different um but, like no, you were there's... more confident because you like because <laughs> I had a secret that nobody no, we should do Holy this. Holy shit, dude. I think we may have cracked something that here. That would be hilarious. He's like, what if it's it the did, guy. That's well, hilarious. Right. What if it did give you more confidence? Like, dude, the I'd guy, be going into every board meeting. Like, and you know what I'm going to do now? Next time I see somebody who's super confident on a, like, a Zoom call, like, they're fucking going commando. Like, Let me see your pants. <laughs> Let me see the inside of your pants. Well, wait, no, no, no. All right, let's see. You go to like a you go to like a motivational guy. You're like, man, I'm really struggling at work. Like I'm having a really tough time. Like nobody <laughs> listens to me on talking. Nobody nobody seems to hear what I'm saying. Take your underwear off. 
gives you an edge. Dude, I think you're onto something now. Like, I'm not not for real, but like a movie about it's this. A, it's a skit. It's, it's like a skit. skit. Yeah, yeah. But dude. that's I think that's also from New Girl when uh, Vaughn Vaughn Viscato. Oh, damn it! They've done everything. But we could take it farther. It's a sketch you could take. Farther. Yeah, we can we can shape it our own. It's but, like a short film. Dang, like, that was a good bit they did then. That's like a really short film. Maybe if yeah, maybe I didn't remember it so quickly because she wasn't a main character. But very funny though. She is funny. Um, yeah, that's that's so funny though. Like I am going to think of that now. If somebody's like, either either they're super confident or like so low that you're like maybe. Hey, I, you didn't I know, hear this. You didn't hear no. this from me, but take your underwear off. Oh my uh, God. Nick, you've been reported to HR. Well, here's here's I the was thing. trying to help him out. I'm trying to be a team player. Oh I didn't like God. his idea. Getting reported to HR—that's fucking hilarious. I hope I don't ever do that. Jeez. And then the HR person's talking to you like, "You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong." It's like, are you You're not kind of native? Are you not wearing any underwear right now? <laughs> You're actually kind of confident, actually. You get you got fired within a month because you kept talking to people about taking off. <laughs> I have so many questions, so many things that I'll never know. Is like, actually, who's the fastest person to ever get fired? What's like the record time of getting fired? <laughs> not quitting. Like that's because it's like first day people quit all the time. But like, like, well, it's Sean Relvio, right? He got hired and fired within his walk and talk of the accounting firm. That was awesome. <laughs> Out the same way I came in, right? All right. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, so we can agree he's usually the best uh, um, guest character of Parks and Rec. I need to wait. Last thing. Um... <laughs> I'm really not trying to move on. I just have questions myself. Okay. What if your coworkers do listen to this now? <laughs> this is such a nightmare. Not really. I don't know why I don't care that much. Uh, because it's no, not illegal, right? Like, it's, it's not illegal to not wear underwear, right? Like, it's like borderline. It's, it's like so it's like it's a thing where it's like if there was a law about it, it's like oh, I guess there is. But like, I'm, it's like you're testing illegal. It's like you're testing it. You know what it? You know what? This is it. Underwear is insurance. That's all it is. Some yeah. insurance is mandatory, but not all of it. Like insurance for your private parts. Yeah, because it's just one extra layer. Like. Dude, like you know, I was checking to make sure my zipper was up every two seconds and basically i never left my office like i just stayed in the office and kind of like creeped the door open i just yeah i, I was so nervous um do, do we need to add an extra layer now that the insurance on the insurance yeah i think you do banana hammocks or no because banana hammock would touch your butt would have gotten compromised that's true so sock mm -hmm. <laughs> have you ever stuffed <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i think stuffing it might be the funniest thing of all time mostly I... at weddings <laughs> have you really though no because uh, i'd have to use a dress sock 
Mendoza. That's freaking one fly, dude. Yeah, it's too thin. It's like I don't want to like, I don't want to be like using steroids. I just want to take like an yeah, energy drink right PEDs. before. Oh my god, what if somebody's like, you're gonna pee, diva? Like, I'm not oh. using pee. This isn't a tube sock. This is a dress sock. This is a soccer a... sock, dude. I'm actually using I'm using an ankle sock. It's actually a ballerina sock. It's not helping at all. It's actually hurting. <laughs> it's, I I'm starting to feel the burn. Dude, I'm actually kind of nervous. I hope my my coworkers don't listen to this because I, I gave I gave them the title of our podcast too. Damn it, Nick! Idiot! You gave him you gave him the Zoom meeting code. I gave him the. <laughs> I gave them so like I seriously do have like a self destructive. Oh shit! Anyways, uh, I think that's our next thing. It's like the underwear for your underwear, dude. That's that's none your business business right there. And there's oh, man. Well, dude. it's not any of their business. <laughs> But it is our business. Dude, I think that I was dying forever. I, I don't know who I told the next day. I think I was telling Diesel the next day. For listeners listening. But it's it's not funny to anyone else. It's I like... don't know why. Because I I you know, Chris Rock said it once and who else said it recently? It was a comedian dang it. He's got that two bears one cave podcast. Anyways, um, not Bert, but the other John guy. Segura. Yeah, funny um, dude. Segura. He said, and so did Chris Rock. He's like, when my wife or my family doesn't find my jokes funny, I know it's funny. And I kind of had a moment today where we're coming back from the the party, the horse party, and um, Maria set all the stuff up for Ab's birthday and. Uh, Irene, low carb Rini, mother in law is like, Hey, like, uh, that was a great, I like, thank you so much for putting on such a like great event. Like, that was really well done. And I was like, You're welcome. And she laughed, but Maria gave me the look and exactly what I was trying to do. And then I blame this on you and Nate and Zach because I can't help myself, like, I need a reaction. And I get a reaction from Maria, and she doesn't laugh, but I laughs. And I'm like, now I know it's funny. Because Maria didn't laugh. If it, like, I don't know. It's in the, it's in the family. You know, I'm certain. But, um, yeah, what the hell were we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways, <laughs> you nailed it. That's I nailed it. Oh, my God. what did I say? Oh, was for. Oh, anyways, um, we need to get to. Oh, dude, I have another embarrassing story. Yeah, no, my... Do you want to finish with that story, or do you want to finish? Well, with my the story's red done. I got home. It was done. Like I should. No, you had another. <laughs> Funny every time. <laughs> You have another story you said. You have two. Oh, have dude, two this stories. one's really long, dude. It's super long and it's so embarrassing. It's cringy for me, dude. It's I want it. <laughs> Should I Let's just do it? Either you do it now or uh, we do the Red Wings. I'd say you do dude, it. I'd say you just. It's do it. long, though, man. It's so many layers of embarrassment. Like, All right. I truly thought 
I remember when I came uh, home for Zach's wedding and I told you that embarrassing story where I kind of ruined that kids asked me to prom to a girl through like a like a it was in math class like it was like oh like we have like a pop quiz it's extra credit whoever solves this puzzle like it's 10 extra credit points and I suck at school at this time so I like I'm like oh she had a 10 extra points sweet and I didn't know this the gag or whatever and it was basically like at some point in the riddle I found out which everybody probably had already found out by now it said so and so will you go to prom with me and I said so I said so and so go to prom with me and I wasn't part of it I screamed it out to the whole class and the girl and guy said and like good job Nick because it was it was I still feel like so much cringe yeah. from my action that, that I made thought me, that made me so embarrassed. Did that hurt you? I, I wasn't even there. This is years ago. This was senior year of high school. Oh my god. Uh, it makes it worse somehow. I'm telling you, dude, it, it hurt. I, I, the reason I'm, I, I thought that was my lowest embarrassment, and it might be still. Actually, actually yeah, that's got to be number one. You could poop your pants like <laughs> a week straight, and it still. Oh my hurt. god, it was it it. I didn't tell anybody for years. Like I felt so much shame. I was oh god, um, because you just replay it in your head. It really like it. Was, I needed some immersion therapy, like where it was like you need to just get it out of your system, live it, talk to these people, apologize, bring it up. Did you? Enact it. No, I did say sorry to the guy. Um, Not the girl, though. I might have. I don't know. I was very apologetic, um, but it didn't matter. It was so embarrassing. Like it was like it was, and I remember I told you this when we were drinking. Because I, it was still an embarrassing thing for me, and it was actually really, really therapeutic for me to tell you. You don't remember this? Oh no, I remember it. <laughs> I okay. might have been so embarrassed though that I forgot it. Like I, I remember. No, because I had... I'm like shocked right now because you made me feel better because you're like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> you're like, it's not that bad, dude. And. Oh, anyway. I told you that while we were drinking? <laughs> or the next day. I remember I brought it up to you later, but it or was more early. therapeutic to say it and get it out there. Now it's to the world. It's well, nothing more on. therapeutic than that. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. It it still it still hurts me a little bit. But this next story, I know yeah, like somebody's like just listening who's Wait, 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 nobody wait. listening. I don't think we should do this story. I think you got to tell me the story <laughs> off, and then we decide if we put it off. No, no, actually, it's uh, no, it's not that bad. Like it's <laughs> why you're gonna feel you're gonna feel hurt. Like you don't know if you want to feel that hurt. You're selfish. I think you're being selfish. Why? I'm telling the story i know but that last one you just told really cut me deep really no <laughs> no i'm just serious <laughs> i don't know i can't tell you get the oscar for that one dude yes yeah, so 
Okay, moving on. If we have time, I'll tell it. But it is long because I did tell it last weekend to somebody. Um, and I took a long time telling it because I didn't like because I think it is important to like to have that immersion therapy of like, yo, this happened. And I'm I even though I feel shame, I need to be honest about it. Like, no, yeah, and you should definitely get it out. I just don't know if you want to like let it all out to our listener and me. <laughs> like, let it out to me first. I think and I then... just revealed my most embarrassing moment already. Anyways, let's get into the wings. If we have time, I'll do it. And it's yeah. not really that bad. I, and I feel bad for who's ever listening because they're going to be like, holy fuck, just tell the fucking storm. But cliffhanger. They'll be cliffhanger. There you go. Grandma, grandma, you'll be back. Yeah, seriously. 200 listens for Grandma B. Jesus. Um, wings. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, last game, we lost to Chicago in overtime. Not a good game. I thought we did play well. I think we started well. Yeah. But we were up 2 to nothing, and then 3-1. to one. And then you lose four to three in overtime. You know what it felt like? It felt like a Chicago win. The Chicago win was like, because they shouldn't have won that game. It felt like the wins we had last year. Like we shouldn't have won them, the ones that we did, but we found a way to. Like, I don't think they deserve to win the game. Obviously they deserve to because they did, but like the effort, what we did, like they capitalized where we didn't capitalize, but we had way more chances when we needed to. Uh, but like, I just remember thinking like, although Chicago won, it's more like, oh my God, I can't believe we won. It felt like I, I can imagine. And I hate Chicago. I mean, not Chicago, the play, the Blackhawks. I, I just, I really don't like them. I don't like, like Patrick Kane. And this is, you know, due to the rivalry, but like, I, you know, especially with the shit that came out last year of, you know, them having like a, what a freaking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pedophile not even i don't even call it that just a just a predator yeah. on on their um organization and i you know i already hated them so it's kind of hard to like differentiate because it is almost binary or whatever but yeah i don't like them i don't like patrick kane it actually reminded me uh eric bopre went to uh a game a long time ago and I think he did make the sign or was about to make a sign of a pie chart of percentage of the league who beats up cab drivers. And it was like 99, none. And then Patrick Kane. 1%. Yeah, the 1% who beats up cab drivers. I thought that was kind of funny, but I I didn't like, I mean, I just don't like, I don't like, I like, I, I they're, have really skilled players i think they're trying to tank yeah I think they, like that's so dumb they got rid of debrinket i think it's gonna bite them in the ass i really do i think you know when you think you have this like great strategy get rid of them and they'll probably get rid of kane and taves when they can and they're just gonna tank and it's like you guys are gonna tank so hard that one person's not gonna matter no but Bernard, bedard he's not yeah. gonna matter like no He's not going to be better than McDavid. He's going to be probably better than Jack Hughes, but not like, but in between, you know, like, you know, it's like, you're not going to, 
I don't know. That's my guess. Anyways. So what I was thinking, like, yeah, Chicago didn't deserve to win that game, and they found a way to win, which is what the Wings used to do. But that means now, when the Wings are letting other teams do that, it's like, we can't close out a game. Like, yeah. That is a team you should beat. You should go to overtime with. You should just beat that team. You're like, shouldn't. Yeah. Should have been but, like a three to one, four to two game. Yeah. But you know what? And this is tough because we played for Avondale High School. And um, you probably had a better team than we did. But we had a decent team, above average team. In between an average and above average um, my senior year. So I never really was on it. Like, I played in a couple younger leagues where it was like, you when you had the feeling of, like, I know I'm going to win, like, that's a powerful feeling. And everybody, it's, it's, it's contagious on a good team, you know? It's confidence. Yeah, it's like, which is really such a tough thing to find. And it's luck and it's practice, and it's just – it's mostly just luck, to be honest. Luck and symmetry and trying your best. And um, when it happens, like so, – and I think in the NHL, it's so close to the, the margin of skill and talent level that you need to earn it. And the Red Wings are at a point where they need to find a way to earn it. Earn that um, confidence. And you need to, They need to realize how good they are. Like, yeah, exactly. Go they got to – they got to take a leap of faith in believing themselves, right? It's They play down to their level, and that is yeah. what happens in every single sport. It's yeah. football, it's baseball, it's whatever. Every team does it. It's the good teams who do it the least. Or the you teams know? that realize, hey, we're playing like Chicago, Arizona, or even the Red Wings. Let's go in, trounce them, and get out. Or that's yeah. the team that you can go out the night before and still come in and beat because you're like, Hey, we're still better than you. Like it's yeah. not. Dude, I'm telling, yeah. And I so noticed that so much last year with Tampa Bay. When Tampa Bay owns God, they were like the, the brother that just couldn't let you like, they just always had that ACE in their pocket. Like, or they had one extra answer. It was like, it, it was like, they were always like kind of tied at the end. It was like New York or something. And it was like, Palat would score like two minutes or five minutes left. And it's just like, holy crap. Like, they, they just knew. They knew they were going to win. And eventually one it. of these are going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. And they earned that confidence because they went through years and years of like figuring it out. And, you know, I watched that uh, documentary about the wings in Colorado. And when we had the fight, it was leading up, there was a lot leading up to it. And the wings had like that was their earning moment of like, we're actually better than you, and we believe it now. They didn't believe it. They always like were like, I don't know, like you know. And then it was like, now we're fucking better, and they believed yeah. it, and they had that confidence that lasted for years. So you gotta find that moment, and those moments are not constructed and they're not manipulated by people. It's it's not not like uh not consciously right it just happens and you have to be ready to take that leap of faith when it comes um and right now we're still in the early stages where we need to learn how to win we need to learn how to win games and these guys 
have been, and that's the silly thing is like every single person has been on teams before this in the juniors, college, whatever, who were fucking dominant. Right. That's why so they, they all played the before the NHL. Like, yeah. you play on one of those teams where, like, we're going to win. We're probably going to win the championship. And then you make it to the big leagues and you're like, oh, we're not the best players yeah. in the league. Now we got to build. Yeah. Which is very tough for, and that's any sport also. Yeah. I did think it was interesting. Think. Yeah, I did think it was interesting. Oh, before I go into that, we got to just give a kudos to Larkin uh, against L.A. One of the coolest fucking plays, end of the games I've ever seen. In the, well, not ever seen, but it's seen in a long time where he stopped that breakaway on the empty net. Yep. And it well, did you watch it in real time? Uh, no. Oh, dude, but watch I it in did. real time with uh, Lo Carberini here. Um, and it was, I jumped up and like screamed a little, like it was so cool. And you knew, honestly, I knew we were going to score. Like I just knew it. And I felt that they felt it and we did. And like, when we scored, I jumped, that's when I actually jumped. I didn't jump when Larkin did that. I jumped when, uh, uh, Sunfist scored. Yeah. 70. Uh, yeah. Anyways. However, it's like up. you get that. And I think it was so perfect if it was Larkin because if it had been any other player, like yeah, they probably still score. But yeah. it's like, it's like that story. It's like our yeah. captain went down and did that. However, I did hear that Larkin wasn't great in overtime and might have been the reason why it didn't go so well. However, I don't just like that play, I think yeah. he tried to do like a wraparound shot and he was tired well, or had been out there a while or. I remember, yeah, they did say that, but it was, like, Raymond who didn't make the pass. But it could have started with, like, anyways, honestly, I remember when we got the point, I was like, I'm good with this point. I hope we can get two, but he won us that point. Like, even though he didn't score, it was, like, he – it was so – yeah, it was storybook. Captain did that, and it was – it reminded me a little bit of – remember when Zetterberg and Datsuk uh, against the Predators. Uh, final seconds. Final seconds. Remember when Mickey Redmond became a little child on the on the uh, broadcasting? Because um, Ken Daniels is doing the play-by-play, and he's like, Lidstrom smacks it over to Zetterberg. Zetterberg, beautiful, no-look, turnaround, turnaround, swings yeah. it. That might have side. been the, the best pass, like, it was right on his tape. Datsuk walks Suter, by the he way. He doesn't have a stick. Or did he have a stick? I don't know. But no, he this, like, that, that was a different one against Montreal, I think. But but he uh, did that like left. He did this in. little stutter, like nothing. And Suter totally turned around. It was so that was great. And because... he puts it over Rene. I think it was Rene. Yeah. yeah. Right near side. And everybody's cheering so loud that you kind of miss it. But Mickey Redman goes, oh, my God. Like, he said Ooh. it like that. Like, it was, like, so funny. Someone's like, le- something's leaving his body. Ooh. He couldn't help it. Like, like I did when Sunquist scored. I was like, oh. Like, I did this silly little noise. Like, I couldn't believe it. And, like, it was so, like, kind of beautiful. Like, you know, you're like, that's why we watch sports is this intense, like, pressure cooking moment of, like, glory. And, 
anyways, uh, I thought that was beautiful. And it reminded me of that a little bit. We, we knew we were going to score. I, I just knew it when he did. I was like, we are going to get one more shot at this. And I think we're going to score. There's a moment where you kind of know at the end of the game, we'll get one more shot. And yeah. I knew we were going to get one more shot. You and, gain control uh, after that. And you're like, okay, 40 a minute or whatever. How many much time is left? It's like. Yeah, it was like can, 50 seconds. Yeah. If we can gain entry into the zone, we're at least going to get one more chance. Because gaining entry into the zone is huge. However, I don't know. I, I really like our team. I think that loss to Chicago sucked. That was a wake-up. That was a learning for sure. Which I think is almost good at the beginning of the season yeah. because everyone right now is kind of like – everyone right now is treading water. Yeah. And Tampa Bay is going to be able to tread water for the first two months. Like the top teams like can are like People treading – Arizona. But like those teams are treading water, but they have like floaties on. It's like they have safeties. Like they have elite players on really worried. Red Wings are like treading water, but like this summer they just put on like five pounds of muscle. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're we can tread for a little longer, except it was Raymond who turned over that puck in overtime. And that's one of those moments where it's like, hey. You're not a rookie anymore. You're a you're a star on this team, or expected to be. We are waiting for you to snap out of those like rookie mistakes. Those yeah. like it's a big boy league, dude. This is like, but he's looked yeah. so good. Other than that moment, no, he has. He's, actually. he's I think... not shot first. He's mm-hmm. looking for the pass. He's. I think he's willing... patient. He's good, and I was worried about him for the sophomore slump. But yeah. I'm like, when I saw him make that pass in like the first or second game where he just slipped it down low, and like someone just—I think it was the first game where he just like slipped it down. And it was like, okay, I—I I was a little surprised. And then you got all these elite players, or not elite, but veteran players like Perron and Cop. It's like, okay, these guys can help him. But the, the biggest thing about overtime is just possession. It's possible. Yeah. If that's what yeah. Tampa Bay does, they just hold on to the puck. The they're so time. fucking annoying because they're so good. That's the big brother thing, dude. It's like, yeah. like it's Kucherov, like, like so he annoying. laughs at you while you're working your hardest and he's not because he's and, like, huh? Like, and you might even steal it from him for a second, but it doesn't, like, he doesn't, ah. Uh, and, it's and like we'll I there. could beat you, or he could beat you, or he could beat you, because we know you're not scoring on our goalie. Yeah. Uh, Headman could score, Stamkos could score, Point could score, or they could have Sorelli score or Kalorn score, and we're just like so many fucking if, weapons. Dude. If Raymond or Larkin doesn't score, or Cider or Bertuzzi, which none of those guys are as good as those guys, it's like if we don't get one of them yeah. to score, we might be out of luck. Yeah, true. Um, very true. I got to ask, um, you know, I guess like, you know, the original question is like how, oh, just first off, like get your thoughts on like how it started. How do you feel since it started? Even though we lost these last couple of games in a tight one in overtime, like. What? I, uh, I was nervous about the signings because I was watching some stuff in preseason and it was like, I don't know if it's because we have such a young team. 
that the older guys look like almost out of place sometimes where it's like they're not moving very fast but also those guys aren't fighting for a spot like they already have a spot yeah like we went out and got Sharat, and i'm watching him in like the training camp and i'm like this guy looks slow but then like watching him in the regular season it's like i want this guy on our team for the next i love Sharat. yeah Dude, first game. Who we played first game? Montreal. Yeah. After they beat Toronto, so it was a back and back. But he he like wanted to fight the whole Montreal team, and that was his previous team. And he's just like, "Let's go," and I like you see it each game. After every whistle, or maybe every other whistle, he's out there. He's like, "Don't even get close to my goalie." Yeah. I'm taking you into the boards. I'm gonna throw you down. You know what? yeah, you can see like it's helping Cider. Like Cider's not going to be that physical. He's big, but well, he show can, he yeah. he can't be physical. But he doesn't need to be every whistle physical. Yeah. However, if he's just like not scared, like hey, just go grab a guy. They're not going to call you every time, and if they do, they're going to take both of you. So grab somebody that it's an okay swap. Like don't be afraid to like stick up for. Or just get him away from your goal. And Sherrod is just like manhandling people up. He's huge. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I remember when we got like Mark Stahl, it was like, yeah, like he's going to help our guys. However, Mark Stahl didn't do a whole lot. No. But he was I, good I defensively. Like, yeah, I like I, I liked him too. I liked Nick Letty a lot. Oh, I love Letty. I'm a Letty supporter. But yeah. But uh, then sure. it's like, I think we're going to keep doing that. Like, if we don't keep Sherrod around, if we try to trade him around the deadline, like we do all our defense. I hope not, too, because we signed him for a while. So I don't think anyone's going to take that contract. But keep getting those. You need at least an older guy to just show, because we got Sider, we got Edvinson, we got Lindstrom. Like, we got all these young defense. Yeah. You know who I liked, uh, actually, last game was Heronic. I think he had a good good game um i think they they've noticed it i think he was on power play one uh i think um i could be wrong but i'm i'm worried about him i mean you 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 know that cider's the guy but i just felt like a little bit more confidence for Ronick. i've seen cider i felt like he forced a couple things um and because Cider. he's so good yeah and because he's so good it like almost went a little unnoticed um but i think he is kind of like a little bit in his head because i don't think he has a point this year yet um and but he made some good plays last game and he didn't get a point you know and i think that's hard for the defenseman too he he's very much a uh a rookie adam fox to me like adam fox isn't super fast but he makes good smart plays and i think he could do that i think he could cider i think cider could be like you know his his best his best could be adam fox adam fox when i watch because i've watched a few rangers games this year already and he doesn't really stand out but he's always part of it and he's not super fast, but he makes the smart play. And he, he's smart. He's so smart. Yeah, and you're like, you watch him. You're like, he kind of looks a little clunky sometimes, but like, he's just smart. He's just a really good smart player. And like, you're like, oh, these dude, one of Norris. So good. 
Go ahead. What? He won a Norris. Fox won a Norris. Like his second year. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Because I, I didn't watch a lot of hockey that year. So when I saw that, I was like, I've never seen the guy play. Like, holy shit. Yeah, he went up against like Headman and he, and he came yeah. away with it. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, But I think Cider and Raymond are going to pick it up. Ultimately, I think that the Wings have surprised us, even though we lost the last two in overtime. I definitely think they surprised us with this start. We've gotten a point in every game so, thus far. Um, yeah, the the LA Kings game was like, okay, this is a playoff team we're playing. Yeah. And we're hanging right with them. We're right there. And then you come back with that Chicago game. And it's like, this isn't someone we're supposed to hang with. This is someone we're supposed to beat. Yeah. And it sucks. was interesting, too, because the first four goals were by the former team, like Ignacio. Um or Athanasiu, um, Kublik, Mata, uh, Tudor. Tudor. It was interesting. It was kind of funny. But I, I, when we were up three to one, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to win this game. And I'm like, ooh, like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay. But we should have won. Um, I love Derek Lalonde, dude. I don't know if you've watched his pressers or whatever, but no, he, I haven't seen any of the pressers. I, I love him. Okay, I what do you like about him? This guy is he's he's like an he's a he just seems like an honest, straightforward guy. I don't know, like just like a really like any every he always like Ella's pressers too. He's like, great question, great question. And he, he looks like Gru from the minions or whatever. Dude, I, I, I've told everybody I see him like he looks like he almost looks like a little goblin or a gremlin, dude. His nose. He does. His nose is so big and yeah, broken. But he, he's so good. But I he's like know. he's like small and bald to where it's like, I don't know, man. I could see this guy taking my money under a under a no trolley or like he's a troll almost. Like he seems like such a good guy that he might even sit with us on our podcast. Like, that's how, like, nice and good of a guy he seems like. People are asking if he will. I mean, jury's still out. We're putting it out there, Lamont. Yeah, it's out in the world. If he came on this podcast, I would, I'd I'd poop my pants. (laughs) I was just going to shake your pants. I'd do it, and I'd go commando for an episode. And I'd be worried the whole time that someone was going to (laughs) pants Even though I, I'm on the other side, and I'd you're you're like chest up, you could be naked right now. Well, anyway. So next segment. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got a like less than a minute left. Can I start the next one? And I'm gonna use the bathroom. Yeah, I gotta go too. Okay, all right. I'll send you an invoice. Leave this in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Okay. I don't know. I thought you had it. Yeah, you just uh, gave it right to me. And to I be was... Red Wings related. Um, oh, but... okay. Right, 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 right. Red Wings are cool. I like rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, color like, scheme. is this a Red Wings podcast? Uh, it's a Red Wings fan podcast, but it's not. It's like a side demographic, like a side category. It is. Like, we don't have an identity outside of, like, we honestly are just like four brothers 
hanging out. Like, I don't know. What are you doing? You got a little dot on your screen. I know. It's from the light right above me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll just, like, kind of end with, like, I think the Red Wings have had a great start. We should have, like, we we could have, we could be undefeated. Always. Girl. We could be. Like, it's one shot away. Larkin had maybe the moment of the year. Like, that should go down. If we had won that game, that would go down as one of the, like, not just Red Wings' best games. It might have gone down as the best game of the regular season in game four or three or whatever it was. It's like, because I remember years ago, it reminded me of that Edmonton-Dallas game, I think it was. Remember when that guy had the empty net was going down and it popped over his stick and went in the corner and who scored the goal who came down and scored the goal oh my gosh i can fucking see it now it was like what 15 years ago number 83 i want to say oh my gosh it was do you know yeah i do know oh should i know i think you should yeah this guy was wait was uh, it edmonton or dallas Edmonton came down and scored. Dallas missed it. Edmonton All that's scored. coming to my mind is Comrie, but I know it's not Comrie. No. It's uh starts yeah. with an a starts with an H, the last name. Oh. No, not Hemsky. It was Hemsky, dude. Was it Hemsky? Holy yeah. crap. Who that now is... works for the wings, right? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Oh. That's yeah. What a, that was so amazing, so beautiful. Like I think that one was obviously like a little cooler. It was a little bit more Hollywood, a little bit more whimsical. Like it popped. It literally like sometimes that happens on the ice after like just chopping at it. Right? Yeah. Not that not guy more. didn't do anything wrong. No, not at all. I wonder, you know what I was wondering though, the guy who who was on LA who did miss that, that Larkin took it from, who was that? Ardvinson. Okay. Uh, don't you love how they just do the close up of him right after we score? It's, yeah. It's so mean, but it's so necessary, right? It's like when a coach loses in football right after a bonehead player, just like in general, and they just zoom right on it. So you can see every, or it could even be like the quarterback throws a pick and they like the game's over and you either go in at the quarterback or you go in at the coach. And it's like, one of them is going to be like, because they've got so many cameras. However, the uh, Larkin play. So Larkin's the captain. That's a given. Um, But you need uh i'd say that's one that's one of the most iconic ones i can think of every captain has captain moments that's where you're like point. i love where this is going where you're like oh my god he just went and did that like rally around him eisenman would do that constantly but yeah Dude, that like that goal with st louis i know he didn't win the cup that year but it's like he just went down and he won that fucking game. Like, he just went down, took that slap shot, far side, bar down, and he's just hopping along the ice. Or you have uh, – he has that play where he's, like, taken down and he, like, passes it back, like, while he's on his back. And it's 
you need those like moments and you can think of like almost every captain and just think of moments like that. Well, I mean, there's a reason why it's a Mark Messier award, you know, like he was the ultimate guy who did that. He just go get it done, dude. When Mark Messier, yeah. When you're calling it, when you're like, we will win game seven, right? Or game six, which one was it? Game six? Game six is when he called it, right? We will win game six. And he went out and he had that empty netter and he goes right over to the bench afterwards against the Devils, right? Yeah. Who was the guy who was on the Devils who Chicklets just interviewed who was like on that team and was like, we had such a great team, but Messier, like, he's like, I don't remember who it was. But anyways, I thought that was beautiful. Like, I actually watched the that little documentary series on the 94 Rangers and uh, what, who was it, Keenan? Mike Keenan? Their coach. Yeah. And they traded a few players before the deadline and like, honestly, it was really, really cool and inspiring. Brian Leach was on the team. Um, Mike Richter, right? Um, just like a really cool, I think the 90s, even though I was young for them, um, and I'm sure you don't really remember them. I mean, you were super young, but they had some of the best like bouts, like because I think maybe hockey wasn't so big or like wasn't like you could really only do that sometimes, like Richter versus Brodeur, and uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I just remember them being so like such heavyweight bouts sometimes on like specific players, but but I was a kid. I don't. uh... It almost seems like back in the day, though, it was like there was so few like elite all stars or like superstars to where like nowadays there's like there's a couple on each team or there's like there's at least one guy on every team. I think we should talk about this now is like hockey is so fucking cool and, and appealing, I think, at our age when I was young because it was a sport that was so unique and like this, the, the, the margin of skill level was actually very drastic and wide because some people were just so much better. And you look at Wayne Gretzky, he played as a little kid and did all these things as a little kid and had an ice rink in his backyard and played for eight hours a day of against people who like legit had second well no i'm exaggerating this is a little bit before his time people had well, second no, jobs but and played like, in the nhl like still like they yeah like back in the day not they weren't getting paid great like, right and like he was so much better and i remember like when i would play when i was young i remember playing in the summer league and i'm not trying to toot my own horn here Oh, you just brought up Wayne Gretzky and then you immediately went into how you played in summer league. So yeah, go ahead. I know the comparison. What I'm trying really to say cool. is like the only time I could ever relate to being better than another, like than everybody was this like weird summer league, which I never was, but like this weird summer league, it was a lot of kids who were just learning to play and I had been playing. And I kind of dominated. We won the championship. It was the only time I ever won a championship. Well, I think there was like another weird roller hockey thing we did. But uh, won the championship. And I scored like two goals in the championship. Because I was just like, I just 
knew like it was playing a chess match of like the the kids were just not even close like they hadn't experienced like all the different situations of hockey and right i like and you dominated so you must know that a little bit too but um so in this uh in this like summer league you played right where you did so well that you could compare yourself to Wayne Gretzky um didn't you wear number 99 as well? Sorry, say that again. I had to go. Set I was up. just saying how, like, in that summer league that you did so well in, like Wayne Gretzky style, <laughs> you uh, you wore number 99 as well, right? All right. I immediately regret all of it. Um, <laughs> I regret everything I just said. I, okay. I'm just trying to, like, talk about, like, how hockey now, the margin of, like, skill level has gotten so – Close, close that it is like impressive and hard to see or what well, i don't even know how to say it but like back in the day like there were just people who are 10 times hand over fists better than the next guy and they could just walk circles around people and like i think that was a little bit of the appeal of hockey anyways all good um so back in the day though you had way more like big physical guys like that like Gordy Howe wasn't he was like he had skill, but he had that like size and strength. Oh physical, yeah. Yeah. So like back in the day, like there was a lot more physical guys and like the St. Louis back in the day, like Tony Twist and Rob Ray and but nowadays there's like what, maybe one fighter or physical guy on each team? Like Ryan Reeves is the physical, but yeah, physical, yeah. Um, no, it's been a physical year instead of a fiscal year, you know. Damn, damn straight. But like Ryan Reeves, he's great for a team because he can go against anybody. But not many teams, yeah. like so many teams, have skilled guys like top three lines, and then that fourth line or third line has a physical presence, like the Red Wings third line: Soderblom, Sunquist, Rasmussen is so big that they're going to wear on teams. But if you can be so big and then still be, like, skilled, it's going to change everything. Like, teams won't know how to deal with that. Yeah, and I think it's a hard thing to measure because we're in such, like, an analytical world too, right? Like, well, league now, it's, like, such a, oh, stats and stats and things that, like, I don't know. I, I only know like assists and goals and plus minus the basic stats, but like, yeah, there is a physical presence that is needed that wins championships. Like if you look at the teams who have won they playoffs have for sure. Yeah. Who, and, and like, and I love, and I try and tell this to people who don't know hockey, which is kind of everybody in Idaho, but like um, there is a policing of the game that is oh, yeah. beautiful. Like people are like, Every single league is a pressure cooker. Every single game in every league is a pressure cooker. And now the higher you go, the more pressure there is. So like if you go to a soccer match, the fans feel it almost more than the players, right? Like the fans are fighting and the players aren't fighting. I went to a Steelheads game and everybody is feeling this aggression. And then the players fight. And then there's a relief amongst the fans. 
But if there's no fight, then the fans start fighting each other. And like, there's this like weird thing, like hockey, you almost kind of need it for everybody. And then in football, there's even more aggression and baseball, there's even like slower timed pressure and soccer, like I said, and uh, uh, what else am I basketball? Like it's, it's odd. It's, it's, it's odd on both ends. It's really odd that there's legit fist fighting in a professional sport. Like there's fist fighting in the professional. Sport. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's almost a little crazy that there's not in other leagues when they can be like, Hey, look, the ref didn't call that. And you're going to keep doing this bonehead play. I'm going to fucking fight you. So you stop messing with my skilled guys, you know? And it's like, you kind of see both sides. It's like, the refs sometimes can't. It's not part of the rules. And, but they know these guys are doing some shady shit. And it's like, well, we'll hash this out now. I'm like, boom. It's done. I think if it, like, let's say your team, like, if the Rangers or whoever Ryan Reeves is on, if they're down by two with, like, I don't know, let's say 15 to 10 minutes left in the game, and he goes out there and fights somebody yeah. and totally wants them, like, it wouldn't be in the game if it didn't affect the game. Because fighting totally gets your team to be like, oh, my God, let's go. Like, it fires you up. Yeah. However, it's probably not, like, the safest thing, definitely. They're fighting. But Absolutely. there is so much respect for a fighter, between the fighters, all of that. Like, after every fight almost – that's like planned or like they're going toe to toe. That's like they're circling each other after the fight. They're if someone doesn't get knocked out, which hopefully never happens, yeah. but like they're both like they pat each other. They're like, Hey, like good fight. I love when biz, uh, Paul Bissonnette like talks about when he gets so nervous because I, that's you know, true. Like that's I, his I role. Get I was I'm fighting, but I just got nervous for the games. Um, but the, his game is different than your game. Yeah, and like it was, but you're still was, getting nervous about the game. Yeah, and like I, I you know, I got. I should ask you, who do you relate to most on Spin Chicklets? Uh, Ra. Yeah. Well, a fan because I didn't play in the NHL. You know what's interesting? Have you ever? Uh, do you ever write? Just like write things. Uh, like, no. Because I I would say Nate, uh, our brother, is like very. He is very good at being a teacher. I've known that since we were little kids, and he actually would probably be a good writer. But I could see you being a good writer as well, and and RA is. Um, sometimes I'll read his blogs on Barstool. Um, and I, I don't know, that was just kind of a side question, but, um, yeah, like, uh, I, uh, I would say I'm more like biz, not in the sense, like I'm as cool as him by any means, but more like, I kind of understand his temperament and he would talk about getting nervous before games. And even though I didn't fight, like I could, it was, there was a respect and he knew what he had to do. And like, he knew his role. I think there's some some comfort in that too, but like it's still scary and it's still like there that's a weird thing about hockey too, is like remember that clip? I think it was uh 
I don't know, it was Chicago and St. Louis or something back in the day or something like Bacchus got hit in the face and he got a concussion. And it was like, there's that fine line of like, you want a big hit, but you don't want anybody to have brain injury. You don't want anybody to get concussed. And I think it was like Duncan Keith or somebody who's like way too shaky. Fuck that dude. Another it reason was, I uh, fucking hate It was either Seabrook or Taves. It might have been Taves. Yeah, fuck him too. Fuck them all. Like seriously, they like I hate them. But like, because like that's like, the thing is like nobody wants to see that, and they were okay with it. And like, I I I just I think we're all kind of like okay. Remember like Tua? Did you watch the Miami game on Thursday or something? You're like shit, dude. Like. You just feel bad. Like, it's not – it's like everything's like – it's like there's a breaking point of like you want hits, 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 and then it's a too far. You're like, okay, that was that was too far. I think I think it's kind of – it's tough because that that stuff with St. Louis and Chicago was probably like over 10 years ago. Like, that stuff was – as we're like coming out of it, and Tua was like last week. However, like – that Chicago St. Louis one was like in the playoffs and in the playoffs, people are going for anything, not saying it's good or warranted, but it shows like how quick times change of like, Hey, athletes need to realize they're playing a game that affects everyone's health in football. That's still not like, I think in hockey, it's more, or at least some like the fighters, like, Let's say someone knocks somebody out. They're like, they don't keep going. Like they don't do anything. Like, like in a fight, they're like, well, if it, it's, when it's called, yeah, or like when the fight goes to the ground, it's like the code is you don't you don't keep like going. a boxing match. You don't. No, like in the NHL. Let's say there's uh, a fight. Yeah, 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 they go to the ground. It's done. It's like, uh, yeah. It should be. That's what the... Well, you know, as Bissonette says, like, wires get crossed. Like, dude, like, I I might be the nicest guy in the world. All right, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, have you ever gotten a fight? I don't know if I've ever seen it. I don't know. Have you ever... I've gotten I've gotten in, like, tussles in hockey. That's I what I mean. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fist fight. Like, yeah, I've gotten in a tussle because uh, Nate got into it with somebody. And I, like, oh, I think in. you told me this. It was it was like last year. It was a couple years ago, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's like there's a primalness that covers over that mass here, right? Like you, the wires get crossed for real. Um, if if somebody wasn't, if it wasn't Nate, they were going after. If it was just someone else on our team. Like I might have jumped in and like held them off. But, them off yeah. but as soon as it was Nate, it was like, oh, let's go, like. I'm yeah. not holding back. Like, yeah. And I, I would hope the same for them. And I know they would do the same, but it's like, I, I think it's different when there's like that uh, incentive. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't mess with mine. Don't. Yeah. But when you're in a, when you are in, like, I never did fist to fist, but I did like, you fought in high school. You had a high school. I fight. remember there was a couple times where it got out of hand, and I, I really was all about scoring. All I wanted to do was score, like or have our team score. So physicalness never really wasn't was a thing. 
but I even do it sometimes in like just a pickup league. Like if somebody does something, like if I turn and they two hand me, uh, yeah, I don't really care. But if like they do two hand and then two hand again, there's something, you know, there's a like switch. Well, there's like, yeah, because there's that fine line. It's like, it, okay, it, you're like, trying to get under my skin. But if you do it like again, it's like, now you're just doing it. But it's when you're like, when your safety's at risk. I remember there was a time like I got hit. Like the, the sloop and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like I got hit from behind. I, I remember something like this. And then like cross check goes down after I already got hit. From, and I just like, it's done. Like I was a different person. It was primal. Like I'm like, well, you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, it's like it wasn't even a calculated response. It was just a response, like a straight up human response. And like you think of that with in like these these guys who are massive. These guys can move twice as fast as me, and are 220 pounds, and can fucking throw a punch harder than I've ever fucking shot a shot. And like they're all that way. And and so I get like sometimes like your wires crossed but when a guy's already down the whistle's blown and then you go wakey wakey like dude you're fucked up you're like that's fucked up like i don't i don't i guess i don't really find any leeway in that and i know i'm biased because i fucking hate chicago blackouts i hate them i hate them to i like they're i think they're they're bad i don't know like anyways um, I think that's kind of what I was trying to get across. It's like everybody can get their wires crossed and kind of go crazy for a second, but even after you calm down and you're still going, like that's a little weird. I don't know, like that one being the playoffs and just like playing hockey, you know that's coming. Like that's been around hockey forever, and I guess it's probably the same in most sports, but it's where like. They're, they're going to try and do whatever to get under your skin. Even if they've already, like, knocked you unconscious, they're going to, like, they're yeah. trying to intimidate you and your team. not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's, it's, you, you've always seen it. It's always been there. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, what's, uh, what's next on our agenda here? Um, so last time we were on, we talked about the Lions and we thought they were going to beat the uh, New England Patriots, and then they lost wow. like 29 to nothing. Wow, I could not be more. Well, I, I thought that. about it after we lost. I was like, I'm pretty sure I said on the podcast, I thought we were going to win, and we didn't score a point. I, I don't know, there's no really real, real words to say. Um, Embarrassing. Yeah, but not for us. I mean, like, what I mean is for Detroit Lions fans, nobody's really surprised. Yeah, like, we're surprised, but not really. Like, in our heart of hearts. Me and you aren't, but we're not diehard fans. No, we're not diehard fans, and diehard fans are psychos. Like, real Detroit Lions Sired fans, like, you guys have missed that you've gone round the bend, you've missed the boat, like, because there's no logic involved. The Lions are the worst franchise team ever in the history of franchise teams. 
So when I hear people say, yeah, I'm going to bet on the Lions this week, or, oh, the Lions are going to turn. It's like, it's because you you don't know. You're not, you don't get it. Like, you're not, and it's not really any fault to you. You actually think we're like a, like a league, like we're part of the league. Technically, we're part of the league because we're part of the NFL, but, like, we're not really a team. Like, we're oh, not. We get to play. We get to play because we're part of the league, but like, don't like ever bet on the Lions. In fact, if you bet against the Lions every week, you probably make a lot of money because like we'll no. always lose. So that's oh, we oh, do well, need that's... to go in that segment. Sorry to cut you off. We need to go in the segment to teach me more about gambling because I yeah. So I can explain it, but let's say like the Lions are playing like a good team. I don't know, like the Bills, like top tier team. Well, aren't we playing uh, Dallas, who's actually pretty good this year? Dallas is pretty good, so I bet the line is probably like double digits. It's oh, like no, no. You gotta explain to me, like I'm a kid, like I don't get any. Okay, so let's say Lions against Dallas Cowboys. Sure. Cowboys are gonna win. Okay. So there's these things you can do a point spread, or you can do money line. Point spread is like. Those are the only two options? No, there's so many options. There's so many different things you can do. What if bet. I want to just bet straight up? Straight up is money line. Which and is betting right? and betting on the Lions to win money line, like straight up, would probably be plus like six hundred. Yeah, I don't get that. What does six hundred mean? Like if you're gonna bet on it, it's plus money. But if you were going to bet on, like, Dallas, it'd be minus money. So if you were going to bet on Dallas, you'd have to put more money down to win. Oh. So, so, let's, say what, like, what, so let's say I want to bet on Dallas. How much money do I have to put down? So it kind of depends on what the plus minus is, but it's all kind of based around 100. So let's say Dallas is minus 600 money line. That means you'd have to put down $600 to win one hundred dollars. So seven hundred in the end. No, no, no. You would bet six hundred, but you would let's say like Dallas is supposed to win, right? Yeah, they're the favorite to win, so yeah. they're minus six hundred to beat the Lions. That's the odds, which means if you put down six hundred dollars on Dallas to win, you would only get one hundred dollars payout. So you'd get $100 back. Like you'd only end up earning or making $100. But let, that would mean that the Lions are probably plus 600 to win or whatever. Okay. So then if you put down $100 for the Lions to win, you would win 600 because they're underdogs. And this is all based in Vegas, right? Pretty much. Yeah, Vegas. So then that's just straight up. So then the spread, when you see like Lions plus 10 or Dallas minus 10, that's how much they think they're going to win by. Like they're spotting the Lions 10 points. So like if they win by nine, you know. Yeah, if Dallas wins by nine, if you took the Lions plus 10 – the Lions plus 10 would win. But the odds aren't going to be as good. They're going to be brought way down because they're spotted those points. I wonder 
the Lions are a weird team. I wonder how many times they've fucked up the Vegas. They're like, actually not bad. I mean, last week was really bad, but. Well, I just mean, like, the Lions always surprise you because they're always, like, they're never really, like, oh, outside of last week, but, like, they do always make an effort, but they always Exactly lose. towards the end. Yeah, but... they, they're, like, uh, they're the Hollywood uh, Garlings. I think that's a perfect name. Hollywood Darlings. Because they like they give you the hope and the they give you the narrative. But never follow through. God, I am fucking oh, I'm killing it. Beautiful. But like they they suck. And so like I wonder how many times Vegas has lost money on the lines. I don't know. I mean to if I was to guess, I would say not that much. Because Vegas doesn't lose. No, because honestly, everyone, because we're Lions fans, so we see every Lions game. But then you see the Lions playing a good team. You got to think everybody who's not a Lions fan is like, oh, that team's going to kill the Lions. And then the Lions backdoor cover, which means they cover the spread. Yeah. Which means they cover those 10 points or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's when Vegas makes all their money back is when the underdog team comes back and either wins and brings all that money back or covers the spread. Maybe they are good. For, for oh, Vegas. It, it all ends up working out. Vegas always knows something. So no matter what, if you think you're like, oh, this is a spot where the Lions could win against New England, yeah, Lions got shut out 29 to nothing, and I guarantee yeah. you Vegas kind of knew. So they were like, oh, let's make this like Lions – uh, plus three points, like this is going to be a close game. So everyone bets on the Lions to keep it close because we thought they would win. So why not take them with the points? Yeah, that makes sense. But okay. then they end up losing and not scoring points. Do you bet? Do you gamble a lot or no? Yeah, I gamble a good amount. Okay. What I would you usually put down if you don't mind? Like ten bucks, twenty bucks. Uh, probably about five bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a little over like a a dollar slot machine, right? You're like nothing crazy. Yeah. I'm not laying down hundred dollars or anything like that. But you, it it's tough because honestly, anything can happen. Like let's say you bet on Michigan Ohio State, and it's like a pick 'em. Like there's no spread. It's just straight up quarterback goes down or whatever like and then it's just like well that doesn't change the bet the bet's no. still there baby bet's already placed doesn't change anything yeah you better hope the backup's ready to go but yeah it, it's it's it does it adds it though like it adds that level of okay like you're almost more on the edge of your seat so than just watching the red wings play you're like yeah. Come on, I've got like two bucks on uh, Lucas Raymond to get a point. Yeah. And it's like, oh, come on, come on, shoot it. Oh, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're like so focused on what you have on the line that it's Dude, just... like, I was, that's kind of why I asked to do this little segment here is because people are saying like sports aren't the same without you putting some money on it or something. And uh-huh. I'm like, I've never no. put money on it, and like I will always love the Red Wings, and 
I'm not against putting money on things. I just like I don't want it to be the source of why I watch things. No, and I think I think it's better to not bet on your hometown team. Yeah. Which I I sometimes do and I like Red Wings I'll just bet like the over cuz I'm like our defense isn't great. I think there'll be like six to seven goals scored. Yeah. And the, so that's the, the thing they don't yeah, and they have to do the six and a half or well, there's like so many things you can bet on, but like when, let's say me and you are just hanging out on a Thursday, and it's like, oh, what Thursday night football games on? Like Chargers, Denver Broncos. It's like, hey, dude, let's put like a dollar on either this person to score or this person to get this many yards or yeah. this many points. Then it's like it adds like effect to a random game. Like it's an easy way to just be like. Oh my God! Let's watch this game. Like, let's yeah. get up for it. That's a good. And it, and it has nothing to do with the Lions or the Red Wings or whatever, or a team you care about. Yeah. So that that makes it fun because we, me and my buddies, went to Michigan State a couple weekends ago, and we were just like college football all day long. Like, oh my God, we need this guy. We need that guy. We need this. We need that. And it like, yeah, we're watching like two like southern teams that we had like never heard of or really watched before. We're just like, oh my god, go, 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 go! Yeah, and it just gets you excited for things you normally wouldn't be excited for. However, you have to put your own money on it. But if you can do small amounts, then that's yeah. what you have to do with betting. You have to put amounts that won't affect your your weekly like it. <laughs> your weekly, your yearly, your whatever. It's your daily pretty much. Like, don't put what you can't lose. Yeah. So it's like, let's say, like, I put out $5, I lose $5. I'm like, well, it's a bummer. But at the end of the day, it's 5 bucks. Yeah. Well, I do but that then it's lottery. also. I buy lottery too. Yeah. Oh, and it, it, I almost think it's better than the lottery because then you're like, I think I know something about this game. When really, I don't know shit. Yeah, but the thing about the lottery to me is, like, I don't know anything. It's sheer luck. And um, the weird thing is, I um, I won't feel well, bad about it. For the lottery. Reason, yeah, I don't think I'll feel too bad. It's like, I don't deserve it more than anybody else. In fact, others probably deserve it more or whatever, but like I like I want it and if I get it, it's it was sheer luck. Whereas like these other things like kind of affect a lot of people. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I guess it all affects people, but it's like you have like you feel you have a stake or like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I like a lot of because it's like Nobody has a chance. Everybody's got a chance and nobody does. I don't know. And that and that's probably what makes sports betting so like popular because it's like, oh, I think I have a chance because I'm the one who picked this. Absolutely. But when you do the lottery, you're like, yeah, let me just get a powerball pick them. Just yeah. give you random numbers and then go. Anyways, we got about a minute left. Um let's wrap that up. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I love you, dude. This has been so much fun. It's been awesome to talk to you. Um, thanks for teaching me about I don't know, gambling. Uh, we talked about the wings for a while. We talked about BS. I didn't even get to my embarrassing story of the last year. 
It was about my ankle. Save it. We'll save yeah. it. It'll come out. To. It's so long and it's juicy. It's really good. There's some really good moments um, about my embarrassment. Uh, I talked about my embarrassment moment in high school. All this stuff, dude. I think it's gold. Uh, I hope our last session actually recorded. I think it did. But uh, I love you, dude. Um, let's do it next week. Yeah, love you too, brother. Let's uh, plan on next week. Uh, Friday or Saturday. Either day. Those are the days I got off. So we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you soon.